Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. This is the triumphal entry. This is Palm Sunday. We've been in the book of Matthew for 20 chapters. We've got eight to go, and these eight are going to take us from Palm Sunday through the arrest and crucifixion and resurrection of Christ, a few words that he has to say after that. Then we're done with the first gospel, the book of Matthew. Let's take a look at the beginning of Holy Week. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two to disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus directed them, which, by the way, that verse is a great idea for us to follow. Do whatever Jesus directs us to. Verse 7, they brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks and he sat on them. So Jesus has climbed onto this colt, the foal of a donkey. He's sitting on the cloaks of the disciples. And this is a massive fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. In Zechariah chapter 9, it was prophesied that the people would know that the king was coming, the Messiah was coming when he rides in on a colt of a donkey. This is not your typical mode of transportation for a powerful and conquering king. Everyone's expecting the Messiah to show up and serve them primarily as an earthly king to reestablish the kingdom of Israel, to vanquish their military opponents, to lead them to new heights that they've never seen before in an earthly sense. That's not the kind of king that Jesus is. He's raising up a kingdom that is far, far, far more superior than even the greatest earthly kingdom could ever be. He's going to sit on David's throne forever in an eternal kingdom that is spiritual in nature. The fact that he's coming in on a cult is a little bit of a joke, but it's also a bold fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, a sign that something serious is happening that has been told about for centuries before. He says right there that if somebody asks you what you're doing, you just tell them the Lord needs these. You remember back earlier in the book of Matthew, there was this thing called the Messianic Secret. Jesus would do a miracle and he'd say, don't go tell anyone. Make sure that nobody knows who I am. Well, those days are over. It's time to let this thing out of the box. And Jesus just calls himself the Lord, the sovereign creator and orchestrator of the universe. Jesus was there. Paul writes in the book of Colossians, from the very beginning, he had his hand in creating the heavens and the earth and everything that there is. He's one of the members of the Trinity. And as we talked about just a couple days ago on the Daily Dose, he performed the ultimate act of humility. He came down from his heavenly place as the second member of the triune God, put skin on. He lived in this dirty, sinful, ugly, not worthy of him world for 33 years. Why? So that he could eventually live out the week that we're going to see unfold in front of us the next few days. So he could eventually go to the cross and pay for sin. After living a life of perfection, meeting God's righteous requirements, of the law so that anybody who puts their faith in him could be forgiven, could be clothed with his righteousness, could be made perfect, could be made worthy of spending eternity in heaven with God, could be reconciled to their creator. Verse 8, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth 
Nazareth of Galilee. These cloaks on the road are a sign of submission. The palm leaves are a sign of nationalism. It's not the same thing, but in Washington, D.C., every few years, we've got an inauguration, an inaugural parade where the president comes into office. There's some excitement in town. The people are expecting great things from their leader in an earthly sense. That's a little bit what these people were expecting here. But as I said, Jesus isn't primarily concerned about earthly outcomes. He's primarily concerned about the kingdom of heaven as he's been teaching for the last several chapters. And many of these people who are shouting Hosanna, 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 and who are correctly identifying Jesus as the son of David and as the prophet from Nazareth, some of these people just a few short days later will be shouting crucify him, crucify him. Now obviously there are people who are shouting crucify him on Friday who weren't there on Sunday and people shouting Hosanna on Sunday who weren't there on Friday, but it makes you wonder what has to happen for somebody to turn that quickly on the guy they put so much hope in. And I think part of the answer at least is that he did not meet their expectations. They expected a conquering king who's going to rise them to national prominence in the here and now. And if they haven't seen it yet before the week is over, they're going to see that he is undermining the religious system that they hold near and dear, claiming himself to be the Messiah, God, the one who defines what truth is regardless of what their scribes and teachers of the law might say. And it makes me ask myself this question, what happens when Jesus comes into my life on any given day during any season of my life and asks me to do things and think things differently than I expected? Puts demands on me that I didn't originally think were part of the deal. It's easy to be with them through the highs of Palm Sunday, but am I going to stick with them through the lows of Good Friday? And if the answer is no, then how do you expect to experience the resurrection that he'll experience just a few short days from where we're at in the text? Friends, we all have it in us to be fair-weather Jesus fans. All excited about him when he's telling us the things we want to hear and asking us to do the things we want to do. But when following him causes us to break the mold of what we expected he would be, well, that's a different story. I can name people right now who are being asked by the Lord to do very hard things. And to their credit and by the grace of God at work in them, they're rising to the occasion. They're not just giving lip service to Jesus when it's easy, but they're staying committed when it's hard. And there will be hard days ahead for any of us who trust the Lord. During the days that aren't hard, we should be praying and asking him to help us not be fair-weather Jesus fans when the going gets tough. If we're convinced he's the Messiah, the Son of David, the Savior who was to come, the resurrected Lord and Savior, let's think like that. Let's live like that. Let's spend our time and our money and our attention and our allegiance like that day in and day out, come what may, when it's easy and when it's hard. Amen? Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.